You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on the 4th of July. This is going to be the final podcast of the week, so listen to it during the holiday or if you have to go back to work on Friday. Look, I'm right there with you. Um, and this will maybe help you get through the day just a little bit easier. So we're going to dive into a lot of summer league talk here, breaking down who's on the Pelicans roster, letting you know when their other two first round picks might be joining the team but before that we actually had some Pelicans news on Wednesday with the Pelicans re-signing Darius Miller to a two-year 14.25 million dollar contract that sounds like a lot for him it is I'm going to explain why though and why it kind of makes sense in the grand scheme of everything the Pelicans are doing so we'll start with that we'll transition to summer league and we are going to get you set for the Pelicans primetime opening night game in Vegas summer league against the New York Knicks so let's dive into everything so a bit of a surprise move as the Pelicans yesterday re-signed Darius Miller to two years 14.25 million so about seven million dollars a year which is a surprise because it's an overpay. And this was a guy we thought maybe wouldn't be coming back. And if he did, it would be on the veteran minimum. So signing him for four to five to six times what we thought he would go for. Yeah, that counts as a surprise, particularly with the roster already being at 16 people, 15 if you count them as cutting um, Darius Bertons, which we all expect. This comes as a surprise because now the Pelicans are in a bit of a roster crunch, which actually is going to have a bigger influence on Summer League than maybe we were thinking before. But you start to look at this and it makes a good bit of sense. So first and foremost, Darius Miller hasn't been bad for the past two years. This is a guy who shot 38.8% from three on almost five attempts per game, 4.8. That's pretty good production right there. And you're not going to necessarily find a shooter that capable for the veterans minimum. So if you want to add more shooting, perfect. If you want to add some more wing depth, This also makes a lot of sense, something that the Pelicans wanted to add as well. And we talked about it, that if they were going to dip back into free agency, it would be to add a wing who could shoot and space the four. Well, you've already got a guy who can do that in Darius Miller. Given where the Pelicans are in their salary cap situation, though, this move's intriguing because you've got to look to the future. This is now $7 million that can be included in a trade. And the second year of this deal is completely unguaranteed or un, or a partial unguaranteed. I don't think we have the specific details yet, meaning it's basically a one-year contract for Darius Miller. It's not two years. He won't be on the books next year for $7 million. It's just this year. So you can include him along with some other guys on the team and bring back more salary during the season when the Pelicans are over the cap and salaries need to match, or you simply just let him expire at the end of the year and no big deal. 
And I think that's kind of what New Orleans is looking at doing with him here. So it's maybe just something to help round out a trade, bring back more salary. It's some shooting insurance maybe because, again, the wing depth here is pretty low behind Brandon Ingram and Kenrich Williams. That's really it in terms of like pure threes on the roster. And that's what Darius Miller is. So it makes a lot of sense why this deal's getting done. Again, including him in part of a trade, what have you. And I think that's how New Orleans is planning this out. Can you make a big splash during the regular season by attaching him and some others um, to maybe go get a guy? Again, the dream would be Bradley Beal, though I don't know if that's going to be realistic. It sounds like the Heat are maybe somehow in play for him and John Wall. But we'll see. $7 million can get you a better guy than a guy on a minimum contract would be able to fetch you. You can look at a trade that was done between the Atlanta Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies with the Hawks sending out now Solomon Hill at $12.5 million plus another $12.5 million guy and bringing back um, Chandler Parsons in his $25 million deal. The Hawks free up a roster spot by doing this, but more importantly for the Grizzlies, it's easier to trade two $12.5 million guys than one $25 million guy, and I think that's kind of what plays into uh, with the Darius Miller signing. $7.5 million is, or $7 million or so is going to be a lot easier to trade than it would be if he was, say, $2 million. So, good for Darius Miller for getting that money. He's getting paid. This is, by the way, I don't know what he made in in Europe, but that $7 million in the one season that he's going to get that far beats what he's made his entire career in the NBA in the one, two, three, four, five season. So good for him getting the bag and getting paid and also giving New Orleans some flexibility during the regular season to make trades leading up to the NBA trade deadline. So we'll talk summer league coming up in just a second because I'm excited. I know you're excited and you want to be ready for Friday's game. Before we get to that, I've got to tell you, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Whether you're a new listener or you've been with me through the beginning or if you're a new Pelicans fan or if you've been one for a number of years now, it is a fun time to get involved with this team and you want to know everything that's going on with them. We've got you covered here on Locked On Pelicans Monday through Friday covering everything you want to know. We'll get breaking emergency news podcast in there. We're covering the breaking stories, the biggest stories the very next day. So wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Summer League is upon us, and this is usually a time actually of excitement for Pelicans fans, but for various different reasons than what we're looking at this year. Because normally, we haven't had a good offseason, there's no draft picks on the roster to really get excited about, so we're all kind of trying to cling to some random name and hope that they make the roster in Summer League. Last year, it was Trevon Blewett, who's going to be back with the team this year on his two-way deal, and we saw him light it up from deep in Summer League and thought, maybe this guy could be a person on the roster and let's get excited when that wasn't the case at all he spent it in the entirety with the G League and I don't think he even played in one NBA game last year which shows us how desperate we were for just any youth exciting news coming out during this time but different this year now with Zion Williamson on the summer league roster the number one overall pick who's going to be really exciting to watch two other rookies that'll be joining him in Jackson Hayes and Nikhail Alexander Walker at some point during summer league we'll touch on that in a 
second. And another two-way guy now in Zylan Cheatham out of Arizona State going undrafted coming on in. You've also got Aubrey Dawkins with the uh, UCF team uh, here in Summer League. I believe his father played at Duke. He's got a Duke connection um, or his coach played at Duke, something like that. He's got a Duke connection that looks to be one of the better scores coming in too. So it's a very exciting time for this Pelicans team in Summer League, far more so in a better way than we've really ever seen before. It's also now a little bit more intriguing. We thought the roster was set, basically 15 guys, but now the Darius Miller signing has kind of changed that a little bit. There's 17 guys on the roster currently for deals in the NBA next year. You really can drop that down to 16 if you count them as cutting Darius Bertons, which I think we kind of all expect. So that leaves one odd man out. So now in summer league, you do have Kenrich Williams, you have Christian Wood, who are the two unguaranteed deals going into next season for the Pelicans, meaning they're the two most likely to be cut. Simple as that. Not saying they will be, but if you were to put odds on favorites on it, it would be those two guys somehow one and two. So that's what makes this a really intriguing summer league because you're trying to get excited about Zion Williams and Jackson Hayes, Alexander Walker, but it's far more important probably for Kenrich Williams and Christian Wood to go out and play extremely well because they want to be on an NBA team to start next season. So there is a little bit of drama here with the Pelicans in their summer league team and a lot of like hopefulness for the future. So let's run down the roster, talk about some of the players that are worth talking about really, I guess here. You've got Jalen Adams, guard out of Connecticut, undrafted guy um, for them last season. He was added to the team. You've got Javon Bess out of St. Louis, also undrafted on the team guard as well. 6'6", Jalen Adams, 6'3". Trevon Blewett is on that two-way deal, 6'5". You guys kind of know all about him. He's going to have a chance to prove he should stay on that two-way deal and kind of show that he's a sharpshooter and could maybe provide a little bit of depth for New Orleans. You've got Tony Carr, who was their second-round draft pick last year, didn't play for the team, played horribly in summer league last season, actually, for him out of Penn State, and then went over and played in Italy last season. I don't have high hopes that he looked really bad in the summer league games he played in last year. And that I think is one of the big reasons why the Pelicans decided not to sign him. Have, still have his draft rights because he played in Italy last year. He's getting a chance to at least show he maybe deserves to be here in the U.S., whether it's with the team or in the G League, something like that. You've got then Zylan Cheatham, the 6'8 forward for Arizona State, who gets out and runs really, really well. He's going to be wearing number 45. They signed him to a two-way deal. So this is someone they seem to have an eye on and think could develop into a very good NBA player. So keep an eye on 45 during the summer league play for New Orleans. You've got Aubrey Dawkins, again, out of UCF. There was a guy who, against Duke, lit it up to the tune of, what was it, 32 points, 30 points, 28, something in that range. In their one of their games, I think the round of 32, in an ultimate loss to Duke where he missed that layup dunk right at the end that would have get, maybe given him a lead or kind of kept them in that game but he really played well during that stretch I think caught the eye of New Orleans and maybe of Zion Williamson as well excited to see what he could potentially do as a scoring guard here in uh, New Orleans uh, summer league for New Orleans next up we've got Makoto Hajima 
6'3 guard out of Japan. This is pretty cool. He last played for the Brisbane Bullets over in Australia. But this is a guy who's been a pro, who's 29 years old, by the way. He's been a pro for six seasons in different leagues, mainly playing in the B League with Japan. His last season there averaged 12.9 points per game, 2.9 rebounds, 4.1 assists. Did that while shooting 39.5% from deep, 50.5% uh, from the field overall, and played in 55 games for him. The year before that, 59 games played, shot 42% from deep, 12.9 points per game again, along with 3.4 assists, 3.1 rebounds. So a bit of a well-rounded shooting guard right there, kind of in the vein of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So pretty cool to see the Pelicans going a little bit more international here. Next name up you're going to see is a familiar one, Frank Jackson with your New Orleans Pelicans, hitting his uh, second year with Summer League now as he'll really be entering his third, fourth season in the NBA after kind of the redshirt year with everything. They're expecting him to really be a big leader on this Summer League team. They have high hopes for him. Expect to see him in at least three of the games. Uh, maybe no more than that. He's kind of a known quantity to the team at this point. London Perantes is also on the team. You might remember him maybe from Virginia back in 2014. He's kind of bounced around a little bit since then, was most recently on a two-way with the Cleveland Cavaliers, played in a handful of games for him in the NBA uh, before going over to play in France last season. Not really a whole lot to say there. He's a 6'2 uh, point guard. So again, Pelicans may be looking for a little bit depth at that position. Up next, you've got Luke Petrasic, Petrasic uh, from the Greensboro Swarm of the G League. He actually played uh, for Columbia in college before latching on after going undrafted and played in 2018 Summer League with the Charlotte Hornets. Again, nothing really too exciting here. He's a forward 6'10", so he's got good size, 23, so he's young as well. Then you've got Kenrich Williams with the New Orleans Pelicans. He needs to have a big showing. Consistently hit that three-point shot will go a long way towards doing that. Christian Wood as well is going to be out there. He had a pretty fun final, what was it, handful of games with New Orleans last season as they closed out the year. Center, 6'11". You know, now with the incoming Derek Favors, maybe that makes him a a little bit more expendable also because Jalil Okafor had his option for next season picked up as well. And then Zion Williamson, who's listed at 6'7", looks more like 6'9". We all know what he can do. And the Pelicans put some highlights up from summer league practices where he's dunking left and right, already hitting the ground running in the NBA. So that's your summer league roster set right there. Minus two guys, and that is Jackson Hayes, and that is Nikhail Alexander-Walker. I'm going to talk about when we'll see them, because we'll see them at some point in the next segment. So before we get to that, don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. It's going to be a lot of news coming over the next couple of weeks as we really start to see this team. Trust me, we're going to have good debates about whether it should be J.J. Redick starting, Brandon Ingram starting, where does Lonzo Ball fit into the starting lineup, everything you want to know about this franchise we are covering here for you Monday through Friday, five days a week. No one else bringing you Pelicans news quite like this. So wherever you get your podcast from, uh, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast and please leave a five-star review. 
So as I read through that summer league roster for the Pelicans, you notice two names are missing, Jackson Hayes and Nikhail Alexander-Walker. And that's because they have not been traded to your New Orleans Pelicans just yet. These are still members of the Atlanta Hawks. I believe the trade for the, no, that's the Atlanta Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets, I think is technically how it is. Hayes being a member of the Hawks, Nikhail Alexander-Walker, a member of the Nets, even though the Pelicans really made both of those picks. We've talked about it. This is stupid with the moratorium and all of that. So that trade's likely going to get done on July 6th. And then we'll maybe see them later that night. So the Pelican Summer League schedule right now, Friday, uh, July 5th, again, game one against the Knicks in primetime on ESPN. They take on the Wizards Saturday at 7 p.m. on ESPN as well. So if the trade goes through the morning of the 6th, maybe you can get everything done, get the guys there, practice with the team, what have you, and into the game just for a couple of minutes on July 6th. I don't know if that's a very realistic scenario. It depends on when the trade process when they sign their contracts, when they maybe have to take a physical and what have you. So there's a lot of things that might mean you don't see them on the six, but it also means you could see them on the six in game two. You almost certainly will see them then Monday, July 8th, as the Pelicans take on the Bulls at 6.30 p.m. on NBA TV. And then Wednesday, July 10th, when they play the Cleveland Cavaliers, 4.30 p.m. on ESPN2. After that, you would get at least one more game, if not three more games, so you have a chance to play seven games here in Summer League. You will definitely see Jackson A's. You will definitely see Nikhil Alexander-Walker at some point during all of this. So, what do we want to see from this team in Summer League? Well, let's start with Zion Williamson, who's probably the most important thing to all of this. More than anything, you want to see this dude stay healthy, not have a big injury or anything like that. And frankly, if he gets even kind of a small medium thing, expect to see him held out of the rest of summer league, particularly because he's then going to be later um, next month practicing with Team USA and their select squad trying to make that final roster as well. So he's got a lot of basketball coming up. You'd like to see him play in transition. The the big dunks, you'd like to see him hit a couple of threes as well. He was one of the better three-point shooters on Duke last year. And, of course, I'd like to see him handle the ball too. Just let him get used to the space of the NBA game. Let him get used to the size and the speed of other players where he was overmatching guys in college, and it won't necessarily be the same thing here. And, frankly, look good in Summer League overall. The rule here in Summer League is if you look good, it just means you belong. It doesn't doesn't mean you're going to be a good player. But if you struggle in Summer League, that is a big concern because the majority of players out here aren't on an NBA roster next year. So no injuries. Just play some good ball. I'd like to see some unconventional things with him a little bit too. Using him as the primary ball handler to initiate the offense. Trying to figure out what he can do well with that. How are his handles at the NBA level? Could be a lot of fun to see. For Jackson Hayes, block some shots. Run the court well. We're not looking for much else from him right now. Just play sound defense. Can he get inside and score is an intriguing thing. He doesn't have much of a post game. He's better on dunks and putbacks, but can he show off any offense, whether that's a jump shot, whether that's a post move or two, but just a scoring touch around the basket, I think would make us all feel pretty good. And for Nikhail Alexander-Walker of all the rookies here, this is the guy who just gets some experience and look decent. We expect him maybe to take the longest to kind of come around out of any of the guys that they drafted, but his three-point shot is there. 
there. And if he can kind of find a role in summer league, whether that's draining open threes and then moving the ball a little bit, I think we're going to be pretty happy to see that from him. For Kenrich Williams and Christian Wood, this could be make or break for them. Kenrich Williams needs to hit the three consistently. He has very good rebounding numbers. He excelled in summer league for the Pelicans last year, enough to make the opening season roster when we weren't expecting that. But he kind of tapered off as the season went on. He couldn't hit the three. The rebounding numbers dropped a little bit. Show us some offense. You're there to hit threes, play some defense, and rebound. You need to see that in summer league too. So this is kind of a big time for him. Christian Wood, it's just, can you carry that over for what you did last year? At that point, the Pelicans were out of contention. AD was shut down. Drew Holiday was shut down. A number of other guys were shut down. Someone had to score. So I don't know how much I want to read into the 10 or so games that he played where he did play exceptionally well, but when you're getting the ball as often as he did, yeah, you're going to probably look pretty good, or hopefully you should, considering you're also playing against teams that weren't playing well and not really trying at that point too. So we want to see Christian Wood would go out and continue to score, continue to shoot well because he's got some range and might go a long way towards having him get to the uh, regular season roster. For Frank Jackson in the probably fewer amount of games that we're going to see from him for some of these other guys, continue it, play well. You should be beating up these guys in summer league. So moves off the dribble, get into the rim, a consistent three-point shot and be the leader of the team. You know, be the guy who's organizing them defensively, who's keeping everyone going. And I think that's really what they're looking to see from him in summer league this time. The Pelicans, by the way, I got emailed the odds from um, different sports books. They are the favorite actually to win it overall in summer league, which is pretty cool to see. So uh, we'll, we'll see where they go from here with that, but that's definitely going to be an important thing. So just get some positive momentum here, get some time with the coaches. Summer league's very good for development. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. And I know we're all very excited to see Zion Williamson in a uniform playing for or the New Orleans Pelicans. Also worth mentioning for the Pelicans in Summer League, you've got Fred Vincent, an assistant coach here on the bench with the team, is going to be leading them. They like to rotate their assistant coaches to be various head coaches at times during Summer League, whether it's Darren Urban taking over, uh, Jamal McMillan taking over, who's back with the team, by the way. But Fred Vincent sounds like he's going to be the main guy the whole time. So very cool to see all of these guys kind of get the opportunities to be the man on the bench. Also worth noting, this got tweeted out yesterday, was a picture of Gravis Vasquez, former uh, New Orleans Hornet, I don't think he technically played for the Pelicans, uh, is back associated with the team and is going to be an assistant coach for the G League squad. We're going to have more to come on the G League in the next week or so, but very cool to see a former player back. He's going to be out there on the bench coaching the, the team as well as an assistant coach during summer league. So really cool. This is a guy who I know is a fan favorite um, and Mason Ginsburg and I had lunch with him at Chipotle one day when we ran into him. Very friendly nice guy so very cool to see um, brings that international flavor back to everything with the team as well so excited to see him on the bench in summer league and with the team in the G League next season so that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Final podcast of the week. So listen to it during the July 4th holiday and enjoy your holiday if you don't get to listen to it. And then you can catch the podcast back on Friday. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review. And I'll be back with you all on Monday to recap the first couple games of Summer League.